On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Thursday, November 11th. Ian Cameron with you, Jimmy Murphy momentarily as well. No Alex or Andrew today. Uh, but we'll get you through the uh, Thursday uh, NHL card. Uh, a big one uh, on tap today with 11 games uh, on the NHL slate. Uh, before we get into the card and break down every game as we do here on the Ice Guys, let's acknowledge what day it is today. It's Remembrance Day in Canada, Veterans Day in the United States, uh, and a day to acknowledge and, and thank uh, all the armed forces and all the servicemen and women around the world that uh, fight for our freedoms, that pay the dues, uh, that make the sacrifice to allow us to live the lives that we live and give us and allow us to have the freedoms that we have uh, each and every day uh, to live our lives peacefully, or at least as peacefully as possible. Uh, we thank uh, all the uh, veterans, uh, military personnel, uh, servicemen and women, uh, not only in Canada, not only in the United States, but around the world. Uh, and we thank them uh, for their uh, duty uh, and their uh and their service all, all during this these times, especially the last few years. Uh, and we thank them for uh, all the sacrifices they've made for us on this Remembrance Day slash Veterans Day, depending on uh, which side of the border. But similar thought process, regardless of whether you're Canadian or in the United States today, uh, thinking of uh, the military personnel that have uh, obviously done a lot to ensure that we get to live the lives we do uh, on a daily basis and allow us to bet NHL hockey uh, on a daily basis, which we do uh, here on the Ice Guys show. So let's get right into it. We've got the Florida Panthers, the suddenly struggling Florida Panthers, taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Florida here, minus 120 to minus 125 road favorites in this game. Uh, the total six across the board uh, in this one. Uh, the Florida Panthers suffering back-to-back -back losses uh, not only their first uh, two regulation losses. Yeah, it is their first two uh, regulation losses of the year. They had lost, of course, in a shootout to Boston uh, back on October 30th. But back-to-back -back losses this week against the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, and the New York Rangers. 11 goals allowed by this uh, Florida Panthers team in those two games. Uh, they didn't really give up a ton of shots against the Rangers, but... What they did give up in that 4-3 loss was a lot of high-quality, high-danger chances. They gave up some odd-man rushes, and really that was one of those games where you're going to look at it and say, wow, they played a great game. Well, even don't be fooled by the fact they gave up just 18 shots against the Rangers. Many of those were high-quality looks at the front of the net. A lot of those were high-quality scoring chances, so give the uh, don't give the Panthers too much credit for that. Uh, game, even though they only gave up 18 shots on goal. They struggled again defensively against the Devils. Uh, and Spencer Knight, 
who is thought of as the future in net for the Florida Panthers. And he is, make no mistake about it. But it's a reminder, these are young players. This is a young goalie. You know, he is going to go through some growing pains at times. He's going to have some nights where he's just not playing well. Uh, And uh, look, he had a couple of those nights. Although, if you listen to what Alexander Barkov said after the last two games, uh, and the uh, head coach, Andrew Burnett, who of course has taken over from Joel Quenville, they both echo a very similar sentiment in that we really didn't give our goaltenders much help uh, in those hockey games. And that ends up being... You know, the greater concern is why has the Panthers defense, which start, which was an undervalued and I think underappreciated reason for their their terrific start to the season. Like we've always thought of Florida as a very good team up front in terms of their forward group and make no mistake about it. They've got definitely players that can put the puck in the net, but I didn't find that anybody was talking quite as not quite as much about how good they were defensively and how sturdy they were playing uh, in their own zone Florida to begin the year. So they've kind of lost their defensive way, I guess you could say, uh, the last two games. And from everything I've been reading here for Florida going into this game against Pittsburgh tonight, they are trying to regain that defensive mindset uh, going into this game. So I understand the total six, and it's uh, shaded to the over a bit, but I'd actually lean to the under uh, in this game because you are talking about a Florida team that – Read what Barkov's saying. Read what Andrew Burnett's saying. You know, we don't want to trade goals back and forth. That's not us. This is what the captain said, Alexander Barkov. We want to play a solid, simple game. So if you're Florida and you're if you're reading that, it sure sounds like Florida is going to really try to, you know, take care of their own end first tonight, which they have to. They're obviously not happy with giving up 11 goals in the last two games combined and the losses to the Devils uh, and the Rangers. On the flip side, the Pittsburgh Penguins are 1-5 in in their last six games. They have struggled, although they've been right there in each of the last three games. They uh, have gone beyond regulation in three straight games here with uh, Philadelphia 3-2. That game went to overtime, uh, a 5-4 shootout loss on Saturday against uh, Minnesota, uh, and then a shootout loss on Tuesday night to the uh, Chicago Blackhawks 3-2 so uh, definitely this is a, a Pittsburgh team that even with all the personnel that they're missing and keep in mind it's also their head coach that they're missing Mike Sullivan is on the COVID list and Todd Reardon who was of course head coach with the Capitals uh, a couple of years ago uh, he's basically taken over as the acting head coach uh, with Mike Sullivan also uh, out of commission here. So uh, we'll see who's on the ice tonight for the Penguins. It's always been one of those situations with them where you got to check day to day who's playing, who's not. And for the uh, Penguins, Dumoulin is still out. Marcus Pedersen on the blue line is day to day. Chad Ruedel on the blue line is day to day. And of course, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin uh, remain out as well for the Penguins. So still very much a short-handed hockey team uh, going into this matchup tonight against the uh, Panthers. Uh, we have Sergei Bobrovsky back in net tonight for the Florida Panthers. He's been unavailable for the last few games. It's the reason why Spencer Knight had to go back-to-back because Bobrovsky was uh, on the injured list, but he's feeling better, and he's worked his way back into uh, a position where he's ready to play, uh, and he will be in net tonight for the uh, Florida Panthers. And hopefully the injury doesn't throw him off his game because this guy was uh, terrific uh, prior to the injury, 6-0, and Undefeated record as a starting goalie this year for Florida. 1.71 goals against average, 948 save percentage. And if you want to go a step further on that, uh, he's also been very good goal saved above average. 
uh, for the year. Uh, I'm just going to bring up the stats on that because before the injury, Bobrovsky is right around the top of the league in terms of that statistic, and he's still sitting sixth right now in the NHL in terms of goals saved above average, 9.26. Only Igor Shosturkin for the Rangers, Frederick Anderson for Carolina, Jacob Markstrom for Calgary, Ilya Sorokin for the New York Islanders, and Jack Campbell for the Toronto Maple Leafs have a better goal saved above average than Sergei Bobrovsky this year. And Jack Campbell is leading the NHL so far this year in goals saved above average. So uh, how about that? And he obviously played great again last night uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers. So uh, no doubt Bobrovsky's played well this year. Florida's saying all the right things. I don't think there's any panic in their uh, team by any stretch of the imagination. I do think they have a good chance to bounce back. I do like them here in this minus 120, minus 125 range. It's not like they're beating a Pittsburgh team that's pl- uh, finding ways to win right now. They're finding ways to compete. They're finding ways to hang in there and give themselves a chance in these games, Pittsburgh, even without some key players. But they're not finding ways to win these games uh, right now, uh, aside from that overtime win against Philadelphia uh, last Thursday. So uh, a team that's only one and five in their last six, Florida's dropped two in a row. I think you're going to get a very, very sturdy effort on the road here from the Panthers tonight, especially defensively. And uh, Barkov's talking about it, and a lot of these players are, that they they want to shore things up in their own zone tonight. So I like Florida here, uh, minus 120, minus 125. Lean to the under as well for me in this game, Florida uh, and uh, Pittsburgh. And it's worth noting, too, the Penguins, you know, they've played uh, more unders than not lately. They've gone th- under the total three of their last five games. And, and again, with some of the artillery missing, it's not a shock to see that. Tristan Jari, uh, by the way, will be a net tonight for the uh, Penguins in this game. So I like Florida and I lean to the under uh, in this one. All right, Los Angeles and Ottawa. We've got even money here, both sides, five and a half the total. Uh, pretty much across the board in this one. Uh, The LA Kings looking to make it a clean sweep through Eastern Canada here uh, on this road trip. What a run for the Kings. Six straight victories for LA. Uh, Like I said, they've won the first two games in this three-game Eastern Canadian trek, uh, beating Toronto, beating Montreal uh, in overtime on Tuesday night, and now they'll look to complete the uh, trifecta uh, here tonight uh, against the Ottawa Senators. And look, give the Kings credit. Uh, They've allowed two goals or less in each of their last six games, all of those victories. Uh, They're playing some really solid hockey. And I think the thing that's impressive about, you know, allowing two goals or fewer in six straight games uh, for the LA Kings is the fact that they've done it without Drew Doughty on the blue line, without Sean Walker uh, on the blue line. Two of their uh, six starting defensemen have been out during this time uh, for the Los Angeles Kings. And yet they've still found ways to play solid defensively, get good goaltending from both goalies. Both goalies have really played well for them during this stretch of six straight victories. Cal Peterson and the veteran Jonathan Quick, who has kind of turned back the clock in some of his last starts. You look at Jonathan Quick, the way he played uh, against Toronto on Monday night, you would have thought that was Jonathan Quick in his prime uh, in that performance uh, for the uh, LA Kings. So uh, it was a very impressive game from him. And really, this team has really dug in and played some good defensive hockey and overcome those two uh, injuries that they've had on the back end. Will it continue here is the question mark. Uh, The Ottawa Senators, they're on the opposite end of the spectrum here. Five straight losses. They lose 3-2 to Boston uh, in their last game on Tuesday night. Before that, they lose 5-3 to Tampa, 5-1 to a shorthanded Vegas team. Uh, They lose in overtime to Minnesota, 5-4. Of course, they were Chicago's first win 
uh, of the season as well at the beginning of the month when the Blackhawks beat them 5-1. to one. That's what started this five-game losing streak for the uh, Ottawa Senators. So you got one red-hot team and one ice-cold team, and you talk about a COVID outbreak now that continues to riddle this team. Uh, you look at what Ottawa's dealing with. Alex Formanton is now out. Matt Murray's out. Josh Brown, the defenseman, is out. Uh, Anton Forsberg's questionable. Victor Mete on the blue line. Uh, Connor Brown is now out. Like These are uh, Shane Pinto and Colin White were injured before that. Uh, this has been a pl- situation that has ravaged and plagued this Ottawa team. And, um, you know, it's difficult to back them right now. They're struggling. They've been obviously hit hard uh, by a COVID-19 uh, outbreak within the team. Uh, that's concerning. So I got to grab L.A. here, minus 106, playing good hockey. It is their third road game in four nights. So that is a little bit of a mild concern. Sometimes this is the time when the fatigue sets in uh, a little bit. Uh, when you've been gone gone from the West Coast to the East Coast and third game and four nights on the road for the Kings. But it's just very difficult to trust uh, the uh, Ottawa Senators right now, losing games and obviously more than a little bit shorthanded because of this COVID outbreak uh, that they're dealing with right now. So uh, I like L.A. here, uh, even money price uh, in this game uh, against the Ottawa Senators, uh, the team to ride with right now. They're playing the good hockey. They found I'm still ticked off. I didn't take. Uh, them against Montreal the other night. I was leaning. I said on the show on Tuesday, I lean LA, but I didn't make it an official play and I didn't bet it. So I was really uh, frustrated that I didn't pull the trigger there, but uh, I will uh, pull the trigger here and back the uh, Kings uh, in this game. And by the way, when you look at these uh, two teams in terms of uh, props tonight for this game, goal score props, I, I, I follow is the guy that's got it going right now for the uh, LA Kings, no question about that. I wouldn't argue with Adrian Kempe either. A couple goal scorer props that are probably uh, worth a look here uh, in this game. You look at Ayafalo, uh in his last six games, uh, he scored five goals for the uh, Los Angeles Kings. So he's fine in the back of the net right now. Again, five goals in the last six games for LA from Ayafalo. A pretty good goal scorer prop option, uh, in my opinion, here uh, in this game tonight against the uh, Ottawa Senators, again, who have been uh, conceding goals uh, in bunches lately uh, as well. So uh, Alan Trimble in our chat, I'm right there with you in terms of liking um, uh, I follow tonight. And Adrian Kempe is the other one. Goals in four straight games for him. Uh, he scored a goal against Montreal, against Toronto, and then the last two games of the homestand as well uh, against the uh, New Jersey Devil, against New Jersey Devils and the St. Louis Blues. So goals in four straight for Adrian Kempe coming into this game, and you're going to be able to get some pretty good prices uh, on uh, some of these uh, Kings players, especially Kempe, because, uh, you know, he's kind of struggled early in the year to find his offense. Well, he's definitely finding it right now uh, for the LA Kings. So uh, you can get Ayafalo at plus 200. You can get Adrian Kempe at around plus 250. So some pretty good prices and goal scorer props. And uh, that's the two I like there. Uh, Ayafalo and Kempe. Uh, for the LA Kings here in this game. And uh, a couple nights ago on the Ice Guys show Tuesday, it was the Vancouver Canucks and the Anaheim Ducks. And even though I lost the Vancouver bet in regulation, we cashed not one, but both of my Canuck goal scorer props in that game. JT Miller, Elias Pettersson. I recommended both of those guys uh, to score a goal in that game. And they both did. So uh, the goal scorer props have been but more often than not good so far this season for me. So we'll see if we can uh, land a couple more here with uh, Adrian Kempe and Alex Ayafalo, 
uh, for the Los Angeles Kings tonight. All right, next game, New York Islanders, New Jersey Devils. We've got the Islanders minus 135, uh, road favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the under here uh, in this game. Uh, the Islanders, just this endless, endless road trip continues here uh, for the New York Islanders. Uh, absolutely, uh, uh, <laughs> it's been a beast. I mean, they have basically been traveling for about a month now and more than a month, and they've still got some ways to go. Uh, the New York Islanders before they finally play their first home game at their brand new uh, arena, uh, which is going to be opening up at, I think toward the end of the month, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been a long road trip. Uh, again, this Islanders team has now played uh, 10 games, all of them on the road, five and five uh, to begin the year. Uh, we'll see as this road trip continues, if fatigue starts to set in and I'm telling you right now, there could be some spots to go against the Islanders toward the end of this trip. And they end this trip with a difficult stretch of games where uh, after this game tonight uh, against the uh, New Jersey Devils, they end the road trip with Tampa Bay. And that game is going to be on Monday. And then next Tuesday, they uh, go to Florida to play the Panthers. So they play the Tampa and Florida back to back. And then they will finally return home to their brand new arena. And they will open it up November 20th. Uh, against the uh, Calgary Flames. So uh, definitely uh, a lot uh, of travel for the New York Islanders. This is an interesting game because, look, the New Jersey Devils, let's give this team some credit. They've uh, played some good hockey lately. We know what they did to the Florida Panthers on Tuesday night, 7-3 to three win uh, over Florida. Uh, they ended their West Coast California road trip with a 3-2 shootout win uh, against San Jose. And all of a sudden, the Devils are 6-5 uh, and five this year. So they have a winning record. So. We'll give them credit for that. Uh, they've definitely played solid hockey, uh, and they finally saw their offense really, really step to the plate and, and have a big-time game for them uh, against the uh, New York Islanders, uh, or sorry, against the Florida Panthers, a seven-goal outburst uh, in that game uh, against the uh, Panthers. We'll see if they can carry over that uh, offensive explosion here tonight against the Islanders. Uh, Lindy Ruff saying, you know, we've been desperate for some offense. We've struggled to score goals, and hopefully we can use that. Uh, as a springboard, but now you're playing a very, very tight checking, solid defensive team like the New York Islanders, uh, who are not going to be happy about losing 5-2 out of the Minnesota Wild the other night. And uh, I actually took a rare New York Islanders over uh, in that game against Minnesota on Sunday, uh, talking about the fact that I didn't necessarily trust the, uh, I believe that was Semyon Varlamov as well, returning in net that night. And I didn't trust him. He hadn't played uh, all season uh, he's also someone that didn't get much in, uh, work in training camp. So uh, definitely a, a spot for me where uh, I didn't trust Varlamov to play well, and he was a little bit rusty in that 5-2 loss to Minnesota. We'll see if he can bounce back, play better. I'd assume he's going to be in net, although it hasn't been confirmed. It's Blackwood for New Jersey, and it, it actually might be Sorokin for the Islanders, but hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, I don't have a strong opinion on this game. I'd lean Islanders. I always like the Islanders off a bad game, off a loss. And I also like unders in their games when they're not happy with the way they played defensively the last game. And I know New Jersey exploded offensively against Florida. But let's keep in mind, before that, they only scored two goals against San Jose. They only scored two goals against L.A. They got shut out by Anaheim. It's not like the Devils were lighting it up before that explosion against Florida. So I lean to the Islanders, and I lean to the under here five and a half uh, in this game uh, we have jimmy murphy via audio here today now uh, on the show uh, jimmy uh, welcome in uh, what do you think of these uh, first three games that we've talked about we'll start with florida pittsburgh jimmy what do you like in that game 
Hey guys, and, and Ian, I didn't realize you were alone today, so I said, that's screwed. I'm pulling over on my way down to Boston for the game tonight. Really looking forward to seeing Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle. Um, First time I've seen them in person in probably three years, so looking forward to that. Uh, as far as this game goes, Pittsburgh and Florida, I, I, you know, you got to wonder, when is Florida going to come out of this little mini funk they're in? I mean, they were due to hit something. They had such a great start, and They've kind of been uh, floundering a bit right now. Uh, you would think it would be against this team, but how many times, I know me personally, have the Penguins uh, burnt us, you know, where we just underestimate their heart and their resilience and uh, their belief to buy in a Mike Sullivan system. So I'm going to stay away from the side in this game. I do like the under because I, I think that the Panthers obviously are going to want to tighten up. Uh, their neutral zone. They've kind of been a mess there, giving up way too many odd man chances. Uh, so I, I like the under in this game. Uh, Pittsburgh always plays tight defensively with the, you know, when they're missing manpower. So they try to tighten up in the neutral zone as well. So give me that under six. Yeah, I would agree with that. The under worth a look. And Barkov saying we don't want to trade goals like this every single night. We got to get back to simple hockey. So that's kind of your tell right there. Tell yeah. telling sign right there that they want to, you know, shore things up in their own zone tonight. Uh, what do you think of LA Ottawa, Jimmy? Hey, I'm just gonna ride this uh this hot Kings team. And I mean, uh has Ottawa bought brought up the Belleville Senators yet? I mean, half the team in COVID protocol right now, and really uh, an interesting situation. We're going to have to watch to see if they even play it. I mean, I'm sure they're going to do everything they can to get it in. But uh, and actually in Boston, too, they're starting to worry about this. But all the Bruins tested uh, negative this morning. So that's a good sign. Uh, as far as the game goes, I'm going to ride the Kings here. Give me the Kings and a money line to take care of a depleted Ottawa squad. Yeah, exactly. it's hard to uh, hard to argue with that. LA's playing well. Ottawa's lost five in a row, and now a very shorthanded team tonight because of the COVID situation. And you know there was a college football game this Saturday that's been postponed due to a COVID issue with Cal. So uh, these issues are starting to happen again uh, now as we get into the fall and winter months. Another wave, if you will. Uh, and as a result, you're seeing some teams impacted by this in multiple sports and the outbreaks are starting to occur again a little bit. Uh, Islanders Devils. We also were talking about that just as Jimmy joined us. Jimmy, what do you like Islanders Devils? Yeah, I don't have to feel much on this game right now. Um, Ian, you know, the Islanders, uh, another team that I think definitely can play better than they've been playing. They can take it to another level. Um, and the Devils have kind of been up and down and, and they, times where you think they're going to get smoked and blown out of the building uh they rise to occasion and get a win so i don't i don't really have a great grasp on this i'm going to stay away from it if i was going to do something i would lean towards the over uh which is weird when you hear uh people talk about an over with the new york islanders but i just don't like the, the way that neither team's defense is playing right now all right we move on to calgary and montreal calgary minus 130 Road favorites in La Belle Provence, uh, five and a half, the total shaded to the under in this one. I got to take Calgary. I mean, I just have, uh, you know, it's at this point now where Montreal's got to show me they can beat someone other than Detroit a couple of times, you know, <laughs> because that's been the extent of their victories this year and one against San Jose as well. That's been it for the Montreal Canadiens. And you you might be shocked to hear me say this, but because of the way he was playing before he's injured, and obviously Montreal's having a tough time scoring right now, but they miss Jonathan Drouin. Because he was actually playing very well uh, in the few games he got in there before he got on the IR. Uh, and you're seeing this team def offensively challenged. Toffoli's not having the same year. Suzuki is starting to get it going, but he struggled early on. Josh Anderson's offense has kind of disappeared. You're not getting that depth scoring from guys like Yoel Armia as much right now. 
Um, Christian Dvorak's giving you very little, if anything, offensively so far, getting him from Arizona, which they got moved to get him immediately once they lost Jesperi Kotkaniemi uh, to Carolina on that offer sheet. So it's issues for Montreal. Their defensive game has really struggled as well. Their penalty kill has been awful. They've hung Jake out. Jake Allen's not been great, but there's so many nights where they've hung this guy out to dry because of poor play in front of them. And now they've got this surging Calgary team starting a road trip. I like backing teams at the start of a road trip. Uh, and I think they're going to get off and they are going to use their top goalie, Jacob Markstrom tonight because they're back to back. They're in Toronto tomorrow night, but they decided to go with Markstrom tonight uh, in this game uh, against the Canadians. So it's just, you know, it's, Bet against, for me at least, it's bet against Montreal until they show they can step up and win a game. Uh, I'm on Calgary here, uh, minus 130. And by the way, an interesting stat here, Montreal, 1-10 in their last 11 against a Western Conference opponent. 1-10, so they've not done good in terms of facing Western teams. Uh, and that slide has been a pretty bad one for uh, the Montreal Canadiens. So Calgary it is for me in this one. Uh, Jimmy, Flames, and Canadians. Yeah, just rolling all over the Calgary here. Give me the... Uh... I'm going to take the Flames and on the money line, and uh, I'm also going to take the under in this too. I like Marks from the shutdown, which is an anemic Montreal offense. All right, good stuff indeed. And yeah, Calgary's had some missteps. You know, they believe it or not, they and don't forget, and maybe this is what we're going to get with Calgary this year that you want to back them on the road, not at home, because they didn't have a great home stand by any stretch of the imagination. Five games, and they were only two and three. You know, they lost in overtime to Dallas to Nashville. They're off a a loss to San Jose, where again, they had the better chances, more shots, carried the play, but didn't put the puck in the net. So, but they've been great on the road. They've been road warriors. Remember how amazing that road trip was for them just a couple weeks ago. We were in awe of just how well they were playing uh, on that road trip, five and one uh, on the season for the uh, Calgary Flames on the road. So, uh, definitely looks early in the year that you might want to back Calgary on the road as opposed to uh, at the Saddle Dome. Uh, the game that Jimmy is on his way to uh, after this show, the Edmonton Oilers and Boston Bruins, Boston minus 140, a uh, home favorite, six the total in this one. I got to take Edmonton here, Jimmy. I just, at this price, uh, plus 120 coming off a loss to Detroit where, look, it was just your typical kind of spot that some good teams fall into. You know, they play a weaker opponent and Toronto did this against L.A. Uh, on Monday night and you're just not sharp and they were not ready. They did not match Detroit's urgency the other night from the opening puck drop. They had a bad first period. They dug themselves a hole and they almost got out of it thanks to Connor McDavid and some heroics and Pooley Arvey had a great uh, breakaway goal, but uh, it was too little too late. Detroit hangs on for the 4-2 win against Edmonton. Uh, Boston survives a game shorthanded depleted Ottawa team 3-2 the other night, but start to look at the Boston schedule. I know they did beat Florida in a shootout. That's probably the one quality win they've had, but they also had a loss to Florida, lost to Carolina, lost to Toronto. You know, every time they've played one of the uh, heavyweights in the NHL, they've had a tough time stepping up the Bruins in those games. And all I've heard Jimmy say all year, and he might, uh, you know, reiterate this in a second, is that their defensive play looks suspect. And I agree. Uh, they've looked soft at times. They haven't taken their defensive zone. There's been some breakdowns, gaffes with the puck, not taking the man in front of the net. Transition defense has been poor. And man, if your transition game defensively is going to be weak, that's not what you want against this particular opponent. 
the Edmonton Oilers, not by any stretch of the imagination with how they could burn you. And, and by the way, the panel power play for the Oilers continues to be outstanding. And when you look at the Bruins, Jimmy, I'm looking at a team that's given up a power play goal in four of their last five games. So that pa- penalty kill of the Bruins against the best power play in the NHL right now, that's a concern for me as well. So I like the Oilers, and I also like over the total in this game. Uh, Oilers, and I was hoping for five and a half with this one. That's six, unfortunately, but I still like the over. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts here, Oilers, Bruins. I'm right with you, man. I mean, I, I just don't get this uh, this line here. You know, the, how the Bruins come into this game, favorites. I mean, I get it's a road game, but this has been one of the best teams in the NHL. And I think Edmonton's, I think they've gotten to that point now where they've showed that they are for real. They, I'm not saying they're cup contenders or world beaters, but they're going to contend. They're going to they're going to be in at most games that they play, and they're more often than not going to win. And you bring up a great point there about the power play goals. You know, I'm working on a story, uh, hopefully going to complete it when I get to the Garden, just on Taylor Hall and, and the nightmare game he had last game. He got called out by Bruce Cassidy. But he wasn't the only one making offensive turnovers. That's been the key for the Bruins. They're, they're pushing things. They're forcing things in the neutral zone. And if you do that against Taylor Hall and Leon Dreisaitl, you're in for a long night. And I think that's what's going to happen tonight. I, I, I sense a blowout. Uh, in the Oilers' favor here. Give me the Oilers in regulation. You get some great value there. I saw plus 190, uh, and I'll also take the over. And give me the first period over as well. All right, there you go. First period over, uh, full game over, and Edmonton in regulation at uh, a really good price in that plus uh, 170 uh, range with that. So uh, great value if you want to go with that. Plus 190, actually, in some spots with uh, Edmonton. Uh, in regulation yeah it's it's a head scratcher I think because the Oilers have been a you know kind of an up and down team or uh, not an up and down team but regular season and I know Boston has been even against some really good teams still favored at home in this kind of price range but I think we're in that boat now where the more I watch Boston the more I'm like you know this is just not that same especially in their own zone that same group that we've seen uh, in years past so I do think there's great value now because Boston's still being priced like this really big juggernaut and uh right now to me and jimmy agrees they're not really playing like it and they've struggled against a good competition so that's kind of why i think the line is the way it is it's a reputation line it's not necessarily a line based on current reality uh in my opinion so uh right. that's why there's value i think here with the oilers and i'm seeing ian too somebody saying in the chat room there saying uh no reverse puck line jimmy well i mean i i would love to do that but i've got burton on those a couple times but i could definitely see it happening i mean i i think edmonton takes care of business here and you know this goes with what you were just saying and this goes with what andrew was talking about i believe yesterday is just you're you're still getting lines and you're still getting stuff that's based on last year and and previous history and reputations as opposed to the current eyeball test. So keep an eye for those games when you can find them because you're going to get some good value if if people haven't caught on to what is really going on on the ice. Yeah, exactly. And Linus Allmark's not a goalie I trust against this offense either, and he's in net tonight for the Bruins. And Miko Koskinen's actually been quite good. Miko Koskinen is a upper, I think he's a top 25, I would say, goalie in the league for goals saved above average the advanced statistic for goaltenders 20 he's in the top 25 in that category right now. So uh, give him a lot of credit for the way he has played uh, in net so far uh, for the Oilers this year. He's played well. So uh, good job by him, especially with Mike Smith out for uh, a long period of time here, the last several weeks, uh, Washington and Detroit, we've got Washington minus minus one thirty road favorites, six, the total 
uh, in this game. Detroit, we mentioned uh, three straight wins for the Red Wings. Uh, all of a sudden, this team on fire a little bit, uh, beating Buffalo, Vegas, and Edmonton uh, in three straight games. And, you know, here they are, dogs again against Washington, a Washington team that snapped a three-game losing streak with a 5-3 win against Buffalo. Uh, very impressed, though, with the way uh, the Red Wings have battled. They've been in right in every single game for the most part. And you look at the way they played against good teams. They already beat Washington, Jimmy, uh, earlier this year in Washington. And I was on Detroit uh, in that game at a big plus 180 uh, underdog price. And they uh, beat the Capitals 3-2 in overtime. They took Florida to overtime. They lost by just a goal to Detroit. Um, I guess the really only bad game they've had against a good team was Boston the other night, 5-1. But And they almost beat Tampa the first night of the year, lost in overtime. This is a very, very feisty Red Wings team. No question about that. Uh, by the way, there's someone to look at for goals right now in this game because he is totally under the radar. Uh, nobody's paying attention to him right now for the uh, Red Wings. He wasn't expected to, you know, Dylan Larkin and Bertuzzi uh, and uh, Zadina. Uh, and there's a bunch of players on the Red Wings that probably get more recognition for their o- upside offensively and their ability to score goals. Lucas Raymond, of course, uh, Fabry, go on down the list. But nobody talking about Vladimir Nemesnikov. And I bring him up for Detroit because he's got seven goals this season and 14 games for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. And he scored three goals now uh, in the last two games. He had two against Edmonton, scored against uh, Vegas before that. Uh, Look toward potentially Vladimir Nemesnikov here uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Plus 375. Anytime goal score prop tonight, Vladdy Nemesnikov for the Detroit Red Wings. I think that's worth a look. I don't know if I like Detroit as much as I like them in Washington. It was a better spot. It was a better price. Now you've got Detroit off a big win against Connor McDavid and the Oilers. You've got Washington trying to get on a little bit of momentum uh, after uh, snapping the losing streak, albeit they did it against a very weak and struggling Buffalo team. So I don't know if I love Detroit as much as I did the last time they played Washington, but I still lean to the Red Wings here as home underdogs. Hard to ignore uh, with how they're playing right now. Jimmy, what do you think here? Capitals, Red Wings. See, I'm going to go the other way, Ian, just because I think that game that, uh, you know, Detroit came back on the Capitals, it was that about a week ago. I, I think that's in their heads, and they're going to want to redeem themselves uh, for that. So I'm going to bring out a Jimmy Puck line. Give me the Capitals with the Puck line. They take care of business and get a little revenge on the Red Wings uh, from an embarrassing blown lead a, a week ago. Yeah, that's a good point. They did, uh, and they, you're right. Washington might have that. Uh, D- Detroit uh, or Washington, uh, Washington is probably Detroit's going to have Washington's full attention uh, tonight uh, in this game potentially after the uh, loss in Washington to uh, the Red Wings uh, earlier this season. So yeah, that's why I I would say tread with caution if you like Detroit. So uh, Jimmy's going with the Washington Capitals puck line minus one and a half plus one eighty uh, in this one tonight. All right, San Jose Winnipeg. We've got Winnipeg minus one eighty. Home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Um, Sharks are starting to become one of those headache teams for me. Uh, I picked the nights they win to bet against them, and it's been uh, kind of frustrating uh, with this Sharks group. Uh, you know, I, I I took Winnipeg against San Jose, you know, what was it, a week and a half ago when San Jose first had this COVID outbreak with their team, thinking, oh, they're, they're going to have a shorthanded team. Winnipeg's going to take care of business, and uh, the Sharks won that game. So, uh, I'm not rushing to lay minus 180 here with the Jets, but the Jets are off a shootout loss to St. Louis. Uh, you'd expect them to be uh, looking to bounce back here. And I still like the way the Jets are playing six and three. Connor Hellebuck, by the way, it looks like finally uh, is going to uh, be uh, making his return here 
uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, you know, actually did play the other night, I should say, against uh, St. Louis. It'll be a second start back uh, from the uh, little stint he had. He had an illness. And then, of course, he had the birth of his uh, kid uh, that he uh, was away from the team uh, to tend to. So we'll see how he fares here. He's kind of had an up and down year, 3.21 goals against, 904 uh, save percentage. But he's been better in the last two starts, 1.9 goals against and 942 uh, save percentage. Uh, for Hellebuck uh, going into this game against the San Jose Sharks. So we'll see how this one plays out with the Winnipeg Jets. They're a team that I usually like to bet over the total at home, especially five and a half. They've trended that way. I lean that way here, but I think I'm going to pass when it's all said and done. Jimmy, what do you think? San Jose, Winnipeg. Yeah, this is a tough one to read because San Jose has been scrappy, you know, and I'm like you, I started to uh, get a little confident them and bet them. They burnt me a couple times, but um, I'm going to go, I got to go against them here. I, I just like the way Winnipeg's playing right now. They're, they're starting to find their form. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is having a great bounce back season. That line with Connor and, and, uh, and uh, I always murder his name there. Uh, Shreznikov, <laughs> they, they're doing great. And I didn't even realize that those two had played back in the day, uh, in Cape Breton and had some really good chemistry. So that makes sense why the Jets brought him in. Uh, give me the Jets in this on the money line over, uh, excuse me, in regulation over the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, definitely. One of those games you definitely, uh, for a better value, you want Winnipeg, yes, in uh, regulation here. And uh, Winnipeg in regulation uh, for Jimmy Murphy, and that price right now is uh, minus 120 uh, in that game. Uh, All right, next up, we've got the Nashville Predators and the St. Louis Blues. Uh, St. Louis minus 180 uh, home favorites here, uh, five and a half being the total uh, in this game. Uh, give the uh, Predators credit. Uh, a very, very good win last night against the uh, Dallas Stars, who are in complete shambles. And I'm sure we'll get to Dallas more uh, in their next game. They're off till Saturday. Uh, but they had one of those closed-door player meetings after last night's game. Uh, you know, Rick Bone is saying, hey, they'll figure it out. We know what the problem is. Well, better show it next game uh, that you maybe you figured it out because obviously things aren't going well in Big D right now. But credit to Nashville. Good performance uh, last night from the Predators. And they used Soros last night. And I mentioned on yesterday's show, I wasn't sure if they would uh, go with Soros last night or hold him over to tonight against St. Louis. But uh, they played him last night, and it means we might see for the first time this year a David Riddick sighting because he's been activated from COVID protocol. He has not played a game yet for the Predators, but a pretty good chance we'll see him uh, in between the pipes tonight for the uh, Nashville Predators. I'll say this about Nashville. They're another team that has certainly played better than I expected. You know, I thought this was going to be a pretty poor hockey team coming into the year. They've played good hockey lately. It's not the easiest decision, even on the second night of back-to-back games here, and potentially with Riddick and Nett to bet against them. So rather than, obviously, St. Louis is priced pretty heavily here, minus 180. So rather than go with that, I don't trust David Riddick. If anything, this Nashville team could be a little bit fatigued, back-to-back on the road, two nights in a row, and they've got a goalie that's, let's be honest, last year, two years ago, has really struggled uh, in net if, indeed, David Riddick starts, as I suspect he will, for Nashville tonight. So uh, I'm going to go with the St. Louis Blues team total uh, over three and a half tonight. Uh, in this game. And you can get that at a very nice price. I think it's a solid play. You just worry about St. Louis scoring four goals. You don't have to concern yourself with whether they win the hockey game or not uh, against this Nashville team. Just rely on the fact that they can find the back of the net here at home against a little bit of a fatigued, worn down team. They've done a lot of travel. Let's keep that in mind. They were on the West coast, 
playing Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Then they went to Dallas. Now they're in St. Louis on a back-to-back and the backup goalie. This could be where the floodgates open a bit for the Blues. But rather than the money line or the puck line, I'm not going to concern myself with that. I'm going to go with St. Louis team total over three and a half and just bet on St. Louis to get me to four goals uh, in this game tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Nashville, St. Louis. I'll tell you what, Ian, I'll jump on that with you as well. I'll do a little piggybacking because that's a great bet. Uh, th- three and a half. I would have thought it would have been higher than that, to be honest, given what uh, Nashville has got between the pipes today and what they're coming off. It just it looks like a bad spot right now for the National Predators. So I'm going to jump on that, and I'm also going to take the over in the total of the game, over five and a half. Yeah, I would lean over as well, just because with Riddick. And I'll probably bet that too. I think I'm good. I, I like the isolating the Blues team total even more, but I, I think it could go over the uh, total as well. Because look, Nashville's found the back of the net. As these guys that I've ripped uh, for a couple of years, you don't show up half the time, like a Matt Duchesne. Uh, and a couple of these other – Johansson's even scored a couple, but Duchesne especially has really stepped up for Nashville uh, lately. So uh, they are capable of finding the uh, back of the net. Yossi's been great with the offense from the blue line as well uh, this year uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators as well. So uh, we'll see how they fare here. Tough spot, though, second night of back-to-backs, and it's been a lot of travel lately uh, for the Nashville Predators. All right, next game, Vancouver Canucks, Colorado Avalanche. We've got – Colorado minus 190 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, maybe the road is what the Canucks need right now because that home stand was disappointing. Uh, you know, it was a lot of, it was a good situation. They were at home for a while. They were facing a lot of teams that were mediocre at best. And too often they came up short uh, in those games. They did have the one really good win against Dallas, but a lot of other games, a winnable game against Nashville, they didn't win. They lose to Anaheim. In the final game of that homestand the other night, it was just disappointing. You would have expected to bank more wins and put more points uh, on the board uh, on that homestand than the Vancouver Canucks did. And it could come back to haunt them, Jimmy, because now they go on the road, and this is a gauntlet of a schedule coming up for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. They've got a lot of tough games coming up uh, on this road trip. They're going to have Vegas. They're going to have a lot of the better teams in the Western Conference starting tonight here uh, facing the uh, Colorado Avalanche. So, uh, going to be a very, very big test on this road trip. However, in this one spot, you know, with Thatcher Demko in net and Colorado has been kind of, you know, up and down. They haven't put everything together just yet themselves. And now they're going to be without Nathan McKinnon for at least three weeks uh, with a lower body injury, which is just a huge, obviously, at loss. We know how important Nate the great McKinnon is to this avalanche team. I get that sneaking suspicion that everybody's going to jump off Vancouver's bandwagon after the bad homestand they just had and watch them rise up and give Colorado a tough game tonight. So I might sprinkle a couple bucks. It's not a strong opinion, but I might put a couple bucks on Vancouver here. Plus 170 plus 175. You're certainly getting a healthy price. Thatcher Demko is going to be in net. And again, I'm just wondering what we're going to get from the avalanche without Nathan McKinnon, which is obviously always a situation that's going to leave a big hole uh, with your hockey team. So I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Vancouver here uh, at the big underdog price, even though they had a disappointing homestand. And even though this is going to be uh, a tough road trip and a tough opponent to get the road trip started tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Canucks and Avs. Yeah, you got a Jimmy Murphy pass on this one, Ian. Um, Just a tough game to figure out there. I like your reasoning about Vancouver. I think that's very possible. On the flip side, Colorado, yeah, they're missing McKinnon, but they also know, I mean, I think it was Miko Rantanen called them out recently called his teammates out and said, we need to be better. And, you know, they're starting to talk about Jared Bednar's job there. So we don't know where they're at. 
But one of these days, you have to imagine they're going to snap out of this weird little funk they're in. Um, so just a tough game for me to figure out. I'll pass. Should be a good game to watch, though. All right, good stuff. And a reminder now, as we turn our attention to DraftKings, the NHL season underway, DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, a deflection, uh, a breakaway. However they light the lamp, you win. If DraftKings isn't available in your sports book or in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. You can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, we got two games left on this massive Thursday card. A good one here in Sin City, Minnesota Wild, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, even money here, both sides. Uh, the total five and a half across the board. Uh, it's been a very, very imp- uh, impressive run, Jimmy, with all the absences for the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, at the very beginning, when they were without these guys, no doubt that they were struggling, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, but they pulled it together and they've played some better hockey here. Uh, in their last few games. So got to give the Vegas Golden Knights credit. Uh, They beat Seattle first game off a pretty lengthy road trip, and they found a way uh, in that one. So we'll see what the Wild can do here. I got to lean Minnesota still, Uh, even though they're on a back-to-back. It's not like a game against the Arizona Coyotes is going to push you to the physical limit (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination. So it's not like I expect this team to be completely you know, worn down from playing the Arizona Coyotes last night. And of course, Minnesota Cruz do a 5-2 victory uh, on nationally televised TNT game uh, last night, uh, getting that victory against Arizona. And what was good to see from the Wild is all their big guns stepped up. You know, they got goals from Erickson Eck, Kaprizov uh, had a goal in the second period. I mean, they got various contributions uh, throughout their lineup. And I think for the Minnesota Wild, you know, they've obviously had a lot of history with Vegas. Not not much of it has gone their way. And I think there's a little bit of a, an onus here. Let's get the job done uh, in Vegas and uh, see if we can beat these guys. And, you know, at some point, you know, we're going to see the uh, Vegas, you know, kind of stumble a bit when they are shorthanded as they are and facing a quality team like Minnesota. Let's keep in mind some of these uh, games that they've played, you know, or, or wins that they've had, you know, Montreal struggling, Ottawa struggling, you know, and then they, of course, they had the bad game against Detroit. Seattle's had a tough time winning on the road. That was one of Vegas's wins with all these guys out of the lineup for the Golden Knights. This is going to be a challenge for them, this Minnesota team. And uh, we'll see. Maybe they're up for it. They've shown you that ability to find ways to win, even with all these key cogs out of the lineup. But I think it's going to be difficult tonight against Minnesota. I lean to the Wild here at even money. A good one, though, Jimmy. What do you think? Wild Golden Knights. Yeah, this should be a great game here. And looking, uh, the, the Golden Knights obviously still battling some injuries there, but 
I, I think it, we've seen them start to regain their their identity a little more. And obviously the, the Minnesota Wild are just playing some great hockey right now. Uh, I'm going to go into this game and just I'm going to stay away from the side just because I, I think it could be one of those great games. Could even go to overtime. If I was going to lean on the side, I would go I would go with the drawer, actually. I know Terry Edelman would like that. Uh, but give me the over in this game between the Wild and the Knights. Yeah, I w- you know what? I might I might add that. I'm going to add that. Make it official for me. The it's going to be a fun I've, game. I've been riding Minnesota over the total. I have been. And a lot of it early in the year was because they were at home, and their home games have gone over the total. Well, now on the road, they're starting to trend that way a little bit as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, and the five and a half is, again, what you're dealing with here. And Minnesota's on a little bit of an over streak right now. So uh, I might go with that here. I'll go with Minnesota for, again, small bets, both of them. But I'll take Minnesota here. Uh, even money minus one Oh five. And I'll also take over five and a half minus one ten here uh, in this one, golden Knights and wild should be a good one here uh, in the late night hours tonight between these two teams, a lot of history and animosity and playoff history as well between these uh, two teams, uh, Anaheim ducks, Seattle crack and final game on this Thursday slate, Seattle minus one seventy home favorites, five and a half. The total uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Um, wow. Uh, Hard not to at least consider the Anaheim Ducks with the way they're playing right now, uh, plus 150. Now, it is Seattle at home, and Seattle to me is not, unless I find a very valid reason to fade the Kraken at home, and uh, I don't really love the idea uh, of trying to bet against Seattle at home unless I have a good reason because you know you're going to get A-level effort from this team, win or lose. They want to win these home games in front of the uh, Climate Pledge Arena fan base. Uh, and they've played their best hockey pretty much throughout the first month of the year. They've played better at home uh, than they have on the road. And for Anaheim, you know, they are, you know, that nice win against Vancouver. And look, they are playing good. They're on a little bit of a nice win streak going into this game. Troy Terry, Zegras, some of their younger players have really played well lately uh, in recent games uh, for the Anaheim Ducks, which, have, which has been good to see for them. Uh, so I give them credit. Their young players have, I think, matured and developed a little bit more uh, and certainly Troy, Troy Terry is the one guy I would look at actually from a goal scoring prop. He's been that good lately uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. He's getting top line minutes for them. He has scored four goals in the last three games. He had a goal against Vancouver, a goal against St. Louis, scored two in the shutout win last Friday uh, against the New Jersey Devils. So I don't have a strong take on the side or the total for that matter uh, in this game between Anaheim and Seattle. I'd lean to the under uh, in this game, but uh, from a goal scorer prop, that's one that stands out to me on the Anaheim side here. Troy Terry and still being priced at plus 280, plus 300, you know, even in some spots here to score a goal for the Ducks tonight. So Troy Terry around that plus 280 to plus 300 range to score a goal. That might be something I worth uh, worth a look here. And that's probably the one bet I'll make. Like I said, I don't love either side uh, or total uh, in this one between the Ducks and the Kraken. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Anaheim, Seattle. Well, I'd love to jump on that duck bandwagon, but I just don't like the back-to-back night spot here, and I don't like them going into Seattle, where, as you said, tends to be a different Seattle team there. So I'm going to pass in this game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's been a nice streak. They've they've won a few in a row here, Anaheim, and look, playing good, playing with some confidence. But uh, Seattle now, two straight losses, Vegas and Arizona uh, back home. I'd be shocked if we don't get an extremely spirited, strong, sense of urgency type of performance from Seattle uh, in front of the home crowd tonight. So that's why, even though I lean Anaheim at that tempting price, I'm probably going to end up backing off and 
not getting involved with it. Uh, great stuff from Jimmy Murphy, and that's the Thursday NHL card. Uh, great slate tonight. A lot of good games, a lot of good betting opportunities, in my opinion. So hopefully that plays out that way. Uh, you know, it's been a pretty solid week, week and a half after an up and down start to the season for me. So happy with the way things are trending. 5-1-1 one, and one best bet streak for me on the Ice Guys show coming into tonight. So we'll see if we can extend that streak tonight in just a second. And it is that time. It is time for best bets for this Thursday card. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? I'm going to go with the one I'm the game I'm watching tonight here, that Oilers in regulation. Uh, I think this is uh, some great value for a team that right now is a much better team than the Boston Bruins. All right. Edmonton Oilers in regulation plus 190. Uh, Don't ever call me a homer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that. Exactly. Uh, Best bet for Jimmy. Uh, my best bet is I'm back and forth between either Florida or LA. I'm going to go. I'm going with Florida. I like what I'm hearing. I know it was a rough couple of games against the Rangers and Devils. Really rough. Uh, I understand that, but they're saying the right things. Clean things up defensively. It's not like Pittsburgh's playing great hockey right now. They're one and five in their last six, and they're still without Dumoulin and Pedersen on the blue line, and still without Crosby and Malkin up front. And they're starting to finally struggle to win games without those guys. Florida now after two losses in a row, angry team. The price is reasonable. You only got to lay minus 125 in this game. Uh, Let's go with the Florida Panthers, uh, minus 125 to snap this mini little two-game skid uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, That'll be my best bet for this Thursday uh, NHL card. See if we can extend the streak. Best bets with the Florida Panthers tonight to get it done. Uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right, great stuff with Jimmy Murphy, and that is another edition of the Ice Guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Make sure you tune in and download the podcast if you can't watch the Ice Guys show live. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.